a cake shaped like a column, a drink invented by 007, and one of the world's great wine regions. This week, we're in Bordeaux, France. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. Bordeaux is synonymous with some of the world's great wines, but there's a lot more to this city than the grape. Of course, we're not going to skimp on the wine. We'll check out both the left bank and the right bank, and we'll sample a cocktail invented by James Bond. But first, it's time for some famous Bordeaux pastry. So let's eat. What to eat? Hey, you going to finish that? On Destination Eat Drink. There's much more about Bordeaux at DestinationEatDrink.com. Just click on France and Bordeaux for more great things to eat, places to drink, and cool things to do. Bordeaux has been a winemaking region for centuries. Over 300 years ago, winemakers used to use egg whites to clarify their wine. This left them with a huge supply of egg yolks. So they took those egg yolks, according to legend, and instead of throwing them away donated them to the local convent, undoubtedly looking to gain a few extra points with the Catholic Church. Well, the nuns took these egg yolks and used them to make a simple cake called a canale, using just the yolks along with some milk, flour, sugar, butter, salt, vanilla, and rum. The egg yolks made for a rich, custardy interior, and the baking time, along with the sugar and rum, made the exterior dark, caramelized and crispy. Canales are traditionally baked in copper pans and shaped with fluted sides, so the cakes resemble Doric columns, some people say, although when I look at them, I see something closer to the mountain from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. However you envision it, every bakery in Bordeaux sells these boozy little cakes, but the ones at La Touque Cuvée are especially good And you can look for Canales at Canale Ballardran. They have lots of locations all over the city to get your Canale fix. Okay, quick question. What do you call a sandwich served on a long, skinny bun? If you're like most people in the United States, you call it a submarine sandwich or a sub. But not in New England. Up there, they call them grinders. Or in New York City, they're called heroes. But in Philadelphia, you need to ask for a hoagie. And in Louisiana, po'boys are on the menu. Even tiny Peoria, Illinois, has a sandwich like this that has its own name, the gondola. It's true. If you ever find yourself in Peoria, go to Avanti's for the gondola. Although my favorite thing on their menu is the pizza bread. What does any of this have to do with Bordeaux, you might ask? Well, just this. If you've ever been to Paris, you've probably had something called pan au chocolat. It's a croissant with a piece or two of dark chocolate on the inside, and it's absolutely delicious for a quick 
breakfast. And pan au chocolat is what this treat is called in most of France. But in far eastern France, the exact same thing is called petit pan au chocolat. And in another part of eastern France, it's called a croissant au chocolat. And then there's a tiny sliver of France where it's referred to as coke au chocolat. But in southwest France, where Bordeaux is, you'll need to ask for a chocolatine. These regional differences are subject to heated and humorous debates among the French. And if you go to DestinationEatDrink.com, on the Bordeaux section, I posted a funny YouTube video where these questions of pan au chocolat or chocolatine are debated in a funny Star Wars setting. Want to drink? I'll have another on Destination Eat Drink. If you'd like to hear more about France, check out episode six of the podcast where we talk about the city of Lyon. Go to DestinationEatDrink.com, click on the podcast tab. And remember to subscribe to the podcast to get a new episode automatically each Friday. You can subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, or go to RadioMisfits.com where all the podcast episodes are archived and available for free. Bordeaux could be the most famous wine region in the whole world, and the city does a great job of promoting their wine industry. One great place to learn about wine in Bordeaux is La Cité du Vin, the wine education, research center, and museum opened in 2016, and the building has a unique architecture. It's supposed to look like wine swirling in a glass. Some locals have compared the structure to feces, but I think it's really a very cool and sophisticated and modern-looking building. If you go inside, there's several floors of exhibits, including interactive screens with information about wine regions, not only near Bordeaux, but all over the world. And there's also fragrance stations where you can stop and smell and compare the different olfactory notes present in wine. But my favorite exhibit in the entire museum is the holographic dinner party. They have holograms of dinner guests having conversations about wine and other topics. Some conversations are friendly, some get a little bit heated, and you can walk through the dining room and eavesdrop on the guests while they have their conversations and enjoy their meal. The great thing about Bordeaux is all the wine bars throughout the city. They're stocked with wines from the region, and many are surprisingly affordable. We were exhausted after a transatlantic red-eye to London and then a connection to Bordeaux, but Karen and I were delighted when we stumbled upon Little Vinzer Baines. It's a narrow little bar with a dining area in the back, and we sat down and waited for an English-speaking server to be found. Vinzer Baines had one, and we had a wonderful time. Now, the thing about Vinzer Baines is, like many places in Bordeaux, they're required to sell food with their drinks. This isn't a problem. They have a great selection of platters served on wooden paddles. We opted for some crostini with a truffle puree, the perfect remedy for jet lag. 
Or you can give a try to Le Bar Avin. They have an extensive wine list with generous five-ounce pours, ranging between two and eight euros per glass. A bargain, even if the wine was mediocre, but they have a great wine list and feature wineries like Chateau Franc Maine. So the value here is extraordinary. The Tourism Bureau in Bordeaux does a great job promoting the wine industry, and they've even come up with a downloadable map of all the wine bars in the city. I've posted a link to it in the show notes and on DestinationEatDrink.com. Getting out of the city and visiting some chateaus is a great way to spend a day. There's tons of options for your wine tours. You can do a private wine tour. You can do a bus coach that seats 50 thirsty tourists traveling between chateaus. You could also rent a car. That's an option. But of course, remember, you've got to have a designated driver. Drinking and driving is always a bad idea. And the legal penalties in France for doing so are severe. Many of the chateaus in Bordeaux are available for visiting, but only by appointment. And one of these is maybe the world's most famous winery, Chateau Mouton Rothschild. You can email them to request a visit, and it's well worth it because their wines are some of the most expensive in the world, starting at $500 and going up to thousands and thousands of dollars. So a tasting at Chateau Mouton Rothschild is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Not only are the wines highly sought after, but... Even the labels are collectible. Each year, they have an artist design the labels for Chateau Mouton Rothschild. In 1973, Pablo Picasso designed a label for the winery. The wine region of Bordeaux is divided into two areas, the left bank and the right bank. Now, the wines in Bordeaux are blends, but as a general rule, on the left bank, they're predominantly Cabernet Sauvignon. On the right bank... They're mostly Merlot. And Chateau Mouton Rothschild that we talked about before, they're on the left bank. So Cab Sauve dominates there. If you decide to go to the left bank, your first stop should be the little town of Margot. Um, there's not much there, but they do have an excellent Maison du Vin. And this is the place that has all the maps and information about the chateaus on the peninsula. Plus, they can help you find out what chateaus are open for tastings. The main town on the left bank is Podensac. There's lots of chateaus here, but Podensac is also the home of something called Lillette. It's an aperitif that was made famous in the James Bond movie Casino Royale. He orders in it a Lillette martini. Lillette is made from Bordeaux wine, but then it's aged with citrus liqueurs and quinoa, a wine made from quinine, which was used years ago to treat malaria, of all things. Because of the quinoa in Lillette, the drink was one time promoted as a healthy alternative. The right bank, with its Merlot blends, is also a must-visit. The town of St. Emilion is the main attraction. This town has charm to burn, with tons of chateaus and restaurants having locations right in the town. So you don't necessarily have to leave the town to enjoy right bank wines. And it's an easy day trip from Bordeaux. It's just a half an hour by bus. 
one of the main attractions is the Clotre des Cordeliers. This was originally a 14th century monastery, but it was abandoned during the French Revolution and left to rot for over a hundred years. Underneath the cloister is two miles of tunnels that house the famous wines, sparkling white and sparkling rosé of the cloister. Tours are available, and the best part is you get a tasting at the end. The other reason to visit St. Emilion is for their famous macarons. Now, if you've been to other parts of France, especially Paris, you've probably seen macarons in French bakeries. They're those pastel-colored little treats that look like tiny, thick cookies. Well, the macarons in St. Emilion are completely different. They are larger and have a more intense flavor. And the one place to get them in St. Emilion is Veritables Macarons de St. Emilion, which translates to authentic macarons of St. Emilion. Definitely worth searching out and the perfect accompaniment to a glass of sparkling rosé. Things to do and places to see. I don't know. What do you want to do? On Destination Eat Drink. Got a question or a comment about this episode or anything else on Destination Eat Drink? You can find me at Facebook or on Instagram at Destination Eat Drink, on Twitter at Eat Destination, or on DestinationEatDrink.com. Just click on About and Contact. It might seem like everything is wine-related in Bordeaux, and it's easy to understand why. The wine industry in Bordeaux produces billions and billions of revenue each year. Visiting Bordeaux and ignoring wine production would be like going to Orlando and avoiding the mouse. But there are things to do in Bordeaux that aren't wine-related. In fact, the history of Bordeaux is some of the most interesting in all of Europe. The Garonne River leads to directly to the Atlantic Ocean, so Bordeaux was a busy trading port. The city became rich, selling wine to England, starting as far back as the 12th century, a time when Bordeaux was actually a part of England. Later in the 18th century, Bordeaux was a major part of the shameful trade of Africans in bondage with the New World. Although this part of Bordeaux's history is largely forgotten, Carfa Diallo, a local writer, is educating people with Bordeaux Negre, a guided tour of some of the most important spots in the city that were made rich on human suffering. Just south of Bordeaux is a town called Arcachon, famous for their local houses called the Arcachonais. These little Victorian-style villas dot many of the streets of Arcachon. And if you're planning an overnight stay, many Arcachonais are available for rent. Arcachon is a beach resort town, and so it gets very busy in the summer. The most famous attraction is the Dune du Pilate a giant sand dune on the Atlantic Ocean. Paragliders often take off from here, so it's a charming spot to grab a picnic, sit down on the beach, and watch the guys glide overhead. The beaches of Arcachon can get busy, but my tip is to rent a bike. You can follow the bike paths a couple of kilometers out of town and enjoy a much less crowded scene. Arcachon used to have a giant swamp 
behind it. But that was drained long ago. Pine trees were planted. And today there's the Landis Forest, where there's dozens of bike paths to explore. So biking around Arcachon is a great idea. The tourism office there has maps of all the paths. And you can rent a bike at Loca Beach or at Dingo Velos. Tips and inside information on Destination Eat and Drink. I'm Brent Peterson, and when I'm not writing about or talking about food and drinks from around the world, I'm writing fiction. Find out more about my foodie novel, Truffle Hunt, or my collection of short stories called That Bird at DestinationEatDrink.com. Just click on About and Books. Bordeaux has almost become a bedroom community of Paris since the high-speed train arrived a couple of years ago. Now you can get from Paris to Bordeaux in just over two hours, and that's a good thing for travelers because there's no non-stop flights to Bordeaux from the United States, so the best option is flying into Paris and taking the train to Bordeaux. Bordeaux's a big city, but they have an excellent transportation system. Several tram lines cover much of the city, and there's even ferries that run along the river as part of the public transit. These ferries are a great way to see the city, not just to get from point A to point B, and they only cost a couple of euros, so it's really quite a bargain. But be aware, the ferries aren't nearly as frequent as the trams or the buses, so you can be waiting on the docks for a while. If you're planning on visiting the wine museum, the Cité du Vin, the Bordeaux City Pass might be a good investment. For a fixed price, depending on the number of days the pass is valid for, you get admission to many city museums, discounts on several others, and free unlimited access to the tramway. You go to one or two museums, you ride a few times on the city uh, public transit, and the pass has paid for itself. There's several good open-air markets in Bordeaux. The Saturday market outside of St. Michael's Church is very good, and so is the Sunday morning market along the riverfront. But if you're looking for a place to get stuff for your picnic, or you're looking for foodie souvenirs, or stuff to bring back to family and friends— the place to go is the indoor food hall, the Marche des Capuchins. This is the place to go for tons and tons of vendors. But remember, if you're planning on bringing stuff back to the United States, fresh fruits and vegetables cannot be brought in from a foreign country. Same goes for meat, even if it's canned or commercially packaged. On the other hand, baked goods and commercially packaged, canned, bottled, or sealed foods are generally allowed. The problem is I've found that uh, rules for customs can vary based on what airport you fly into and what custom agent you happen to encounter on your trip back into the United States. The best way I've found is to ask the agent if what you have in your bag is allowed. You might be tempted to say, oh, I'm just going to sneak it in. But know this, although you might get through customs without any problems, if you do get caught, trying to bring food into the country illegally can cost you a fine of up to $10,000. So 
I don't think it's worth it. You're also allowed to bring in as much wine into the states as you want, as long as it's for personal consumption. The duty is minimal, and the first bottle of that Chateau Mouton Rothschild is duty-free. After that, each bottle is one or two bucks, uh, depending. Remember, in this case as well, declare your wine before going through customs. You don't want to get caught and pay a hefty fine trying to smuggle it in. Well, that's going to put a bow, or should I say put a cork, into this episode of Destination Eat Drink. We drop a new episode each and every Friday. Thanks, Ed Silla. He distributes Destination Eat Drink for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson, and I will see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink. A presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.